You're listening to the Music Millionaires Radio and Podcast Show, broadcasting internationally on multiple platforms throughout the world. Statements and opinions made by guests on Music Millionaires Radio are not to be considered as endorsed by sponsors or affiliate and networks. Any rebroadcast or reproduction of this podcast without the written consent of Music Millionaires is strictly prohibited. Get ready for a day or night filled with information into the music business, your favorite artists, new releases, or production tips or ideas. If there is something we think will help you as a fan or musician, you'll find it on this show. That includes YouTube tips as well. And I'm your host, SG1, from The Peacemakers. So stay tuned, sit back, and relax, and get ready for this episode. All right, guys. Wanted to do something new for you guys, man. We are live. Um, didn't want to necessarily put out a video because I got so much I want to talk about and and share with you guys. So this is the first of its kind online live streaming podcast, okay? And um, we just got a lot of things I want to talk to you guys about, man. So I really hope you guys appreciate it and enjoy what we're going to be talking about. And while I'm doing it, what I want to do as well, because I'm trying to kill two birds with one stone, I really want to like answer some of you guys' questions as well. And I'll be using some of the answers for the website along for the podcast. Now, um, for those of you who don't know, I do have a podcast that you can find inside of the description below. And you can basically listen to this podcast anytime on iTunes, Anchor, and a slew of others. All right, but... Um, want to jump right in but before we jump right in i want to give a acknowledgement to this podcast and this episode's sponsor which is evid okay um evid is a company that i've been working with and i told you guys as musicians i'm always going to try and find ways for you guys to make money and so evid is sponsoring this particular podcast and youtube live stream and evid and you can find more information out about them in the description below basically but what evid does is allow you guys who've been looking to possibly start your youtube channel but you can't monetize it because of the whole you know uh, not having enough subscribers or being a new youtube channel you're able to literally use evid to monetize your videos and i'm, I'm gonna give you guys i'm gonna do a video on this right but i'm gonna give you some information real quick to give you some ideas you guys are producers do you know how many producers actually research and ask uh and try to learn how to make music and beats guys you guys have opportunity to literally teach up-and-coming producers how to make beats how to get their stuff started how to get the tracks uh, uh um, arrange the proper way all of this all of these different things so evid allows you guys it's, it's not a substitute for youtube at all but what it is is a alternative that allows you to be able to monetize and you guys i've worked it out with the owner uh, eric and i've also talked to sonata you guys can get started absolutely 100 percent free um and basically just put in your referral mmsg as your referral and what that does for you guys is it allows you to be featured on their front page, okay? Which is so monumental, okay, guys? You get featured. So just want to say thank you for our sponsor, Evid, in this particular episode. And I want to jump right in, okay? All right, but now, let's do this, guys. I first like to do 
I had a question come to me, and it was a great question, okay? And so if you guys have any questions as well, make sure that you go inside of the chat and leave your, your questions in the chat, and I'll answer them live while I'm on, I'm on this podcast. But there was a, a question from, where is she at? You guys gonna have to forgive me. Let me find this question real quick. I, I had it up originally, but for some reason it's not here. But it was a real good question, and and, and I was um. Okay, here we go. It's for it's from a Nina, a Nina B. Okay, so Nina, the music is drowning out your voice. Let me make sure I turn down this music. Uh, but like I said, it will be it will be available on podcast later on and all the levels and everything else will be right okay so i apologize if the levels weren't right just then matter of fact we'll leave the music out um nina b asks a question if you guys and if you guys can relate to this you let me know but her question was basically hey i had a question pertaining to what what's the difference i guess she was trying to say what is the difference between a songwriting team like um saya writing a song with her piano player and selling it and a beat maker selling his beat and producing it for an artist. Um, I guess the best way to ask this is, does the songwriter who writes the melody and lyrics have to pay the producer, even though they're going to sell it 50-50? Okay, so basically what she's asking is, if if a, a songwriter, I'm, I'm going to take the back end of the question, because I think it's two questions in one, but if a songwriter contracted you as a producer okay do they have to pay you even though you're going to be splitting even though you're going to be splitting the royalties now if if my voice is a little bit better guys let me know but the question is basically do a songwriter has to pay you even though they're going to, you're going to be splitting the royalties and it's it's a twofold question all right so the first answer is yes if you if you are solicited by a songwriter okay you didn't solicit them to make music for a project that they are working on yes you technically can get paid all right now for me i'm i'm going to i'm going to sort of give you the other side of that coin which is if, for whatever reason, you are a producer who are just looking for the placements, then you don't necessarily have to charge them for the production. Okay? So, remember, if a songwriter, that was the question, if a songwriter contacts a producer and for a project and she wanted to know would she has to pay or would you the songwriter have to pay even though you guys are splitting the 50 50 because yes you got to look at it again if you're contracting someone that's exactly what you're doing you're contracting them and so you should expect to pay now the fees will determine based on you guys you know you should you should determine what the fees are depending on how many credits you already had or how much work you've already put in but for a situation like that particular situation, if you are a new producer, I wouldn't charge anything. Uh, if you are an established producer, then I would definitely charge something. And if worst case scenario, you can work out the, the points on the back end, which is your, basically your back end money. All right. Now, th- something else she asked was basically, what's the difference between a songwriting team with a piano player 
um, and basically a beat maker selling his beats and producing it for an artist. And and really, there is no difference, okay? Production, and, and, and let me say this. A lot of people will argue the fact that um, a beat maker isn't a producer, okay? Even though production is in the loop, even though music production is a part of what's happening, people will say that beat makers aren't producers. And I, and I think one of the reason is because beat makers who are new to the industry really haven't honed in on their skills, really understanding that you are supposed to take charge of your production. You're supposed to take charge of a session. You're supposed to orchestrate the session. You're supposed to be able to um, direct the songwriter or the singer during the session when you when it goes time or comes time to go in the studio. So a lot of people don't necessarily look at a beat maker as a producer, even though you are. So for those of you who are making beats and who don't identify as a producer, I think you need to change your thought process, the way you've been doing things and really hone in um, to the fact that, you, you know, this person is representing your music and you may have to go outside the box a little bit, guys, and learn the art of music production, vocal arrangements, um, uh, vocal alignment, stacking, you know, how to, you know, critique the effects on voices and stuff like that so that you can actually say with all clarity and confidence that you are a music producer. Uh, and like I said, that's a funny subject. However, to answer her question, yes, it is one and the same. Um, whether you're playing the piano, which most of you guys do, you're playing the guitar, or you're making beats, um, the final product is lyrics with music. And to me, in all due respect to what you guys do, because it's, a lot of you guys spend hours and hours on your craft, I will never you know, poop on you and say that you're not a music producer, even though some will say contrary to. So I hope that answers Nina B's question. And, uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sneezing, guys. I hope I'm, I'm not catching that Nipah virus. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the news, man. They got some crazy stuff going on, bro. Um, and I'm not going to make this pop political at all, but it was so funny. They had did a, um, uh, a mock broadcast about a zombie apocalypse type thing <laughs> and um, about this disease that was dealing with influenza and a whole bunch of other stuff. And then all of a sudden, right, this just happened yesterday. Then they, 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 the mock news broadcast became real when Fox starts announcing the Nipah virus in India. So I sneezed and that just bought that out of me. So I apologize. I ain't trying to create panic either. <clears throat> All right, so let me do this before we get started even better. Let me give a big shout out to uh, Marcel Schultz. She, he says, this is weird phasing doubling going on. Sounds almost like Darth Vader. So I sound like Darth Vader, y'all. <laughs> Thank you, though. Um, peace and blessings to Spadazzo 100, the, the Mario Townsend, BK Bangers. What's up, family? Maurice Keys, Jay Gizmo, uh, Emily Chen, um, Band Majors Beats, and who else? Welcome to Mob Town. Uh, Del McCray, Del McCray, Sky High Beats, um, and whoever else comes in, I'll give you guys a shout out later on. So, uh, let's get in, man. I, I got some real, let's, let's start with this, man. I want to give you guys something that's going on in the news right now, which is Sony is looking to spend billions of dollars, all right? <clears throat> 
to expand its music publishing dominance. Do y'all, I mean, that's crazy. D Vigor, what's going on, brother? Um, think about this, man. Sony is going to spend billions of dollars to expand its music publishing dominance. And so, uh, you can find this at the uh, nprradio.com. And, um, it talks about Sony announcing Monday that it plans to acquire most of the EMI music publishing. All right. Um, basically that, that them acquiring that says a lot because it tells you the importance of publishing. Firstly, secondly, it talks about it's basically them trying to dominate the publishing arena. And, and here's the key that they shift and you know that paradigm that they're talking about within the music industry that the record labels aren't making any money anymore they're not making any money off of record sales and and all those things just streams we'll see with this acquisition of emi's publishing it will allow them to be able to to basically make more triple actually their um income from publishing by acquiring so many publishing uh, um uh, music publishing uh, uh, deals and what that says is there's a shift guys that record labels are now shifting their focus from CD sales and and all of the different things to distribution okay which is so important about why I gave you guys the distro kid opportunity if you haven't jumped on it make sure you jump on that distro kid opportunity but they're sh changing their focus from distribution um, into publishing okay because it one, it's one and the same but it's, it's crazy, man. And so let me let me just read a quote from the um, NPR. It says, and I quote, the deal with the Abu Dhabi based uh, Mudala Investment Company, which currently owns 60 percent of EMI Music Publishing, will require regulatory approval. Of course, uh, if it is completed, Sony Corporation of America would control 90 percent of the publishing company with the Michael Jackson estate retaining its 10 percent minority stake. Oh, that's a whole nother conversation we could have about that. Um, Mubdala was first reported to be shopping its equity in the company this past March. In its announcement, Sony puts the value of EMI Music Publishing at $4.75 billion, guys. $4.75 billion in publishing. Do y'all, do you, are you paying attention to what I just said to you guys, man? That the money is in publishing, okay? And, Sony's getting ready to become the largest stakeholder at that. Now think about this. Now this is well. Even though he's not living, Michael Jackson owns 10% of the Sony publishing and acquisitions. Michael Jackson's estate. Now who's in control of Michael Jackson's estate? I don't know, but you guys can find out because one of y'all need to marry into the family. But, um, and, and let me finish on. It says that uh, 4.7 4.75 billion. The agreement will have Sony assuming almost 1.4 billion in debt held by the publishing company. It will bring the number of music compositions which are legally separate from recordings under Sony's control to over 2.3 million. The company rights includes works from the Beatles, Kanye West, and Carole King. It goes first, it goes on to say, for the past six years, the 90% of EMI music publishing that could soon be wholly on, wholly under Sony's control has been administered under Mubdala, I think I'm pronouncing that right, Mubadala's 
behalf by Sony slash ATV, the company's subsidiary music publishing division. The deal adheres to the strategy Sony announced yesterday in a separate announcement in which it said would be focusing on intellectual music properties for the near future. Um, music is the company's second largest source of revenue behind gaming. God, that says so much, man. So, so much. So if you guys aren't doing anything else, I keep telling you guys, start following and paying attention to music news and what's going on because it affects you guys. It really affects you. And the fact that Sony, and this is how I'm able to do YouTube videos for you guys, right? I'm paying attention to the same thing a stock market analyst would do or someone that's going to invest in a stock market. I'm paying attention to the music trends. I'm looking at what the guys are doing behind closed doors that a lot of people aren't paying attention to. And so publishing is one of those things. Digital distribution is the other thing because without the digital distribution, you won't get the publishing. Okay. The music has to be on the platforms in order to be streamed and listened to in order to actually um, take advantage of the performing rights royalties, okay, and the publishing. So the fact that Sony has invested this amount of money and the fact that this is, a, this is basically worth $4.7 billion, guys, with a B, don't get it mistaken, a B, um, says so much, and I hope you guys are really paying attention to that. So uh, I think I'm going to do a video. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to do a course in Music Millionaires about music publishing and importance of it. I'm going to run it down line by line to you guys about music publishing and, and hope that uh, you guys can get an understanding to it. All right. So and did, have any of you guys heard <laughs> that Will Smith is trying to get back into the game? And how do you feel about that as well? All right. So now let me, let me, let me, before I go into this, let me take some questions or statements out of the chat real quick. And Jay Gizmo says, I made many mistakes dealing with local producers and learned more from SG1 in one month than a decade with these locals. I really appreciate it, Jay Gizmo, and I'm glad that I'm bringing something to the table for you. Uh, Sky High Beats, what's up? I know you're in the chat. I, didn't, I don't know if I said hey to you before. Uh, the Ninth Warrior Productions, peace and blessings, brother. Demario Townsend, what's going on, brother? And yes, whenever you get time, you can come in and spend, you know, let's get that... Uh, that uh, consultation in um, the, the ninth warrior production says SG one MJ mom still has a controlling interest in his publishing. Sony is his administrator for his catalog. Say word, bro. So I don't know if you guys into, you know, Cougars, but somebody might want to be looking into my, you know, MJ's mama. Cause uh, I know she was, <laughs> I know she was beat on for a while. According to the stories goes, so here's some other stuff I want to talk about, which I keep telling you. I don't know if you guys was paying attention when I told you in many, many videos before about the international market. I've been telling you guys to really get into the international market and how pivotal the international market is. And here's a, an example right now. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to put it in you guys' face. You weren't listening to me. You're not paying attention. Guys, BTS goes to number one on Billboard's album chart. Okay, B BTS. If you're not familiar with BTS, BTS is the Korean uh, pop group, right? And they literally are singing pop in Korean, and it's they are selling out concerts, bro. Millions of tickets, millions of tickets in a single show. All right, and they are number one on Billboard right now. You hear me? K-pop Korean, and this is another article. It talks about. Um, 
K-pop Korean music, right? So, and it's basically called, the, the K-pop is Korean popular music, uh, from what I understand. But it goes on in, in this quote from the morning edition. The Korean pop band BTS scores its first number one album in the U.S., debuting at the top of the charts with Love Yourself, Tear. It's the first mostly foreign language album to hit number one in 12 years, okay? And, you, you, come on, guys. Come on. This is what I'm trying to tell you as musicians, as producers. Focus your change on the international market. Focus where, where you have so many producers and and competition here in the US and because they're basically everyone has basically having to give their beats away, right? You can have the international market, Korea, Japan, Germany, um, New Zealand, Australia, um, UK, um, India. They're all loving our, our, our styles, they're loving our music here in the US. And you guys have to you have to be paying attention to this and start making that shift over to the international arena all right and so i mean wow man come on number one on billboard that's crazy that's crazy that's crazy wow that's crazy guys you know what i mean let me let me do this real quick though um wow i'm i'm still tripping i'm still tripping stay tuned guys talk about some other stuff man listen how many of you guys how many of you guys honestly be honest how many of you knew that donald glover and childish gambino was the same person okay how many of you guys knew that <laughs> and the reason why i'm bringing this up man because i know y'all like sg you crazy bro i'm bringing this up because it was a recent thing they was talking about with uh cardi b right so Cardi B wound up admitting that she thought Childish Gambino and Donald Glover were two different people. And rightly so, because Donald Glover is what he uses when he's basically doing, starring in films, acting, you know, making movies or, you know, directing. And then Childish Gambino is his rap persona, right? And, um... Uh, they they quoted Carly B, you know, literally saying that I I think they secretly the same person, right? So um, it's it's too funny, man. Anyway, <laughs> oh my God, listen, Cardi B was quoted saying it's amazing how Donald Glover and Childish Gambino look so much alike. I think they secretly the same person. So dope. I'm. Um, I'm, 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 I don't even know what to say to that with her. Anyway, that's something I thought you guys might want to know and hear. Uh, the other thing is right now there's a uh, issue again with, um, our man Drake. Okay. 
So if you are unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, I did a video uh, a while ago talking about uh, Drake and his somebody basically ousted Drake on YouTube a while ago. And I shared it with you guys about his um, stealing of songs. OK, uh, I don't know if you guys remember that or not, uh, but now it's going a little bit further, you know, because Drake and Pusher T has a beef. And let me say this to you guys. I want you to pay attention to this. Only, and if I'm wrong, correct me. Please correct me. Only in hip-hop, only in the hip-hop arena does musicians and artists constantly have damn beef. I don't know what that's about. I have no clue. I don't know if it's set up that way amongst the corporations and these record labels to create that, to create more music, um, you know, sales or streams or whatever. But only in the hip hop arena do they constantly have beef, man. And you don't see that like in rock and roll. You don't hear about a, a, a rock and roll star having a beef with another rock and roll star or a country singer having a beef with another country singer. It's only in hip hop, man. But anyway, Drake and Pusher T supposedly having um some issues man and so Nicki Minaj of course chime in on this shit and I'm gonna tell you guys this is the this is the this is the the best marketing secret ever when you have beef with another artist and it, it grabs the attention of people and they just want to know what the beef is and now you got you're forced to go listen to the song and all this other stuff right so you know I me mean? if, if you really pay attention to it it's, it's really a well thought out strategized plan that uh i really wish wasn't being utilized the way it is but because you know right now it's 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 mimicking I, i'll tell you this I'm looking at how much beef is in the rap industry right now and how all of it has the potential to create a war, not amongst just amongst rappers, but amongst rappers and their fans, you know, and, and, and who's in the headline of that is Takashi six, nine. Of course, he's always in the um, limelight when it comes to beef. And I don't know why I wish I could just sit down and talk to that young brother. Um, so if y'all can make that happen, make it happen. Cause I will give him some, I give him some stuff that be mind blowing to help him with his situation. But um, let me get into this. I apologize. I'm running I'm right now. I'm just rambling on and talking. I just lost it. Here we go. All right. So it's being proposed and talked about now that uh, Drake and Pusha T is having an issue, and they're talking about um, how Drake is using. Ghostwriter. Now, for any of you who know who I am, that's what we do. That, that's that's what we're known for. We're known for writing for artists, even some of your famous rappers. And you already know who I'm talking about. We're known for ghostwriting. And the the thing that I think we don't understand as musicians is that this is a business. So I like to give the example of Bill Gates when when he created gateway computers and Microsoft and all this other stuff. So everyone knows who Bill Gates is, but Bill Gates does not answer the phone all the time. Bill Gates does not create all the damn computers. He's not sitting here hand putting or hand picking each microchip and then placing them in each computer that is being put out in in the um you know the, the stores, grocery stores, I'm grocery stores, the damn uh, tech stores. But so you know that goes said. However, when you have an artist like Drake who proclaims to be one of the best and who has been identified as one of the best next to Kendrick Lamar, I think it goes without saying that you would expect a level of responsibility for his music. 
and um Pusha T right now is putting out some information that says uh basically that Drake is using ghostwriters. Now whether this affects you guys or not, it's out here, it's there. Um but Nicki Minaj chimed in, you know, and, and gave a a basically her little version. Let me let me put it to you this. So Nicki Minaj goes on to say is the N words gonna run that Quentin ish in the in the effing ground like Drake don't write for himself and others. Your enemies will remix, reinvent, and try to make you relive some old ish for years to come when they love well excuse me, when they have nothing on you. Uh knock it off challenging the chosen ones only awaken the sleeping giant. Uh I wonder who the chosen ones are, guys. <laughs> I wonder who the chosen ones are. Let me go to the chat real quick though and see what you guys have to say about everything we talked about so far. Alright, now and I'll start from the bottom up. Lee White says we are under attack on multiple fronts. Hands down, I agree with you. Um Spadazzo one hundred talks about research in Japan, they have a lot of dope hip hop. Yes, one hundred percent. Uh, and for those listening, we were talking about BTS uh, being number one right now, which is a Korean group, actually, being number one on Billboard. And and you know what? The, the craziest part about that is, is and again, these are opportunities for music producers. I'm going to say this over and over again. You can unsubscribe. You can get mad at me. You can do whatever. You guys are missing the opportunities to really work with the this international market and i'm gonna tell you something about international money it doesn't just stop with one country uh someone mentioned in the chat earlier about south africa 100 percent. that's why we're working with shilu um shilu is a south african group but the money just doesn't stop with that particular country okay now i've heard rumors they're not putting out an estimate but i've heard that bts right now is well worth two billion dollars okay um that's a lot of money just just take 10% of $2 billion as a producer. Just say you got 10% of that, okay? Just 10% of that, all right? And if I'm wrong, I think it's $200 million that you get. It's either $200 million or $20 million. I don't have a calculator on me, but I'm, I think my math is pretty good. So the international market, guys, is really a market that, you got to get man you got to get in it you guys okay if you're a musician or you're a songwriter you're a ghostwriter you're you you are a producer a beat maker whatever you want to say guys get into the international market as soon as possible okay um let me go into some more um statements and i'm just going to repeat what you guys already seen in the chat d vigor says what are what are some ways to reach out say from us and uk Okay, uh, and I'm, I'm assuming that you're saying how to reach out to the international market. Let me let me give you guys something. I hope you're paying attention for you listening. Okay, I try to in, empower you guys with the right tools and mindset. And sometimes I don't necessarily go in detail with everything I want to say because again, I have all these stuff going on in my head. But the way you get to in contact with these guys is the same way you do anything else. Use LinkedIn. Use your social media profiles to get in contact with these producers and A&Rs. Guys, you're sleeping on LinkedIn. If you're not on LinkedIn, something's wrong. And if you're on LinkedIn and you're not using it the right way by reaching out and connecting with A&Rs of record labels, uh, music supervisors, they are telling you who they are, guys. You know I mean, that's one of the reasons why I don't even have it inside of uh, um, the Music Millionaire's website. 
you can go to LinkedIn and get connections with everyone you want, every record label you want to work with, every artist you want to work with. You can contact them, managers, everything, guys. It's right there. So even when it comes to this international market, if you are in the music industry or you are in business, period, everyone who is somebody in business, whether it's music, TV, film, uh, you name it. They are on LinkedIn. It's the way that professionals communicate and it's how they, they, they basically network. It is the networking platform for businesses. So anytime you want to get involved or find out who you, you know, somebody that you want to contact, go to LinkedIn and do your research, guys. And it's really just that simple. The other part of that is, remember I told you, no spamming. Don't spam, come off professional, don't be, you know, man fans and female fans, don't do that. But, so your approach has to be proper, alright? Uh, however, everything you guys want to know is right there, alright? Um, Sky High Beat says, so you're saying at us tight beat producers that are making Lil Pump, Hip Hop, Boom Bap, Trap Beats should be focusing on K-Pop Beats in that marketing area. I'm telling you guys to pay attention, okay, Sky High Beats, I want you to hear me, alright? I'm not telling you to stop doing what you're doing. You can take those same tight beats and tracks and then apply them to the international market if that's what you're into. All I'm saying is focus on other arenas. Go back to my video where I told you about making $50,000 a year. What I didn't summarize, and I got to get better with summarizing to you guys, was instead of putting all your eggs in one basket, which is the beat, the tight beats and those sell beat websites, okay? Think outside the box and broaden your horizon. Start looking at what your skill set is and utilizing that for the different platforms that are looking for your skill set. And I'm going to say that the same thing right now. Stop looking at one genre of music, rap, hip hop, right? Um, and stop just producing for that music because the money is in this, bro. The money is in TV, film. The money is in the international market. In order to get that money, though, you have to be diverse. Your music has to sound diverse. Your music needs to sound larger than life. I, I, matter of fact, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this, and I normally do this, but I got to give credit where credit is due. Spadazzo 100, which is in the chat, and um, I have him on some uh, podcast episodes. He has great film and TV music, hands down. He, he, he's almost mastered the art of TV and film music. But as a whole guy, don't just focus on you know, the hip hop arena, go inside of other arenas, go outside the box, get outside your comfort zone, start testing. Matter of fact, I challenge you guys and I challenge you. I'm challenging you right now. I'm telling you right now. I challenge you guys to send me some pop music. We're going to, cause I remember the last uh, live chat I did, you guys were talking about doing the hack my beat challenge again, which is great. However, I'm going to challenge you now to, to do some pop, to do some orchestrated music, to do some, um, TV and film music. I'm going to challenge you, which I hope only broadens your scope of production and music production and creation to a point to you are going to evolve into this musical Hulk. Okay. That's going to be, I might change the name to music millionaires Hulk edition. All right. <laughs> but I want you guys to be creative and, and, and really get outside of the scope of what you're producing. Okay. Really. So I hope that answers your question, Sky High Beats. All right. Let me find some more. If you have any more questions, guys, make sure you put them in the chat. Like I said, in this podcast, we went live on YouTube. So I'm answering 
uh, questions. I'm talking about a lot of different things, the music industry, as well as uh, answering questions and, and interacting with the guys in the chat for YouTube. Uh, and hey, make sure you guys go inside of my description and ch and connect and subscribe to the podcast. And you can subscribe, like I said, through Anchor. You can subscribe through iTunes. You can subscribe however you want. But make sure you subscribe to the podcast because I'm going to be talking about a lot of different things that I don't necessarily talk about here on YouTube. But I'm using YouTube really to get you guys accustomed to the podcasting aspect of it because I know you can't always watch um, YouTube videos, especially if you're at work, if you're still working. Uh, but you can listen. You know, you can put one headphone in your ear and listen to it. All right. But let me go back into this and see if there's any more questions that you guys have that I can ask you. Uh, and I'm glad that you guys are communicating. How about that? I'm so glad that y'all are interacting and, and communicating with each other. <laughs> Jay Gizmo says, Drake calls it a new style of creativity when he snags a song. That is too funny. All right. Lee White says they also make sexuality uh, slash being gay an issue in hip hop slash rap, but not in any other genre of music. Yes, Lee. And let's let's talk on that about that real quick. And I think one of the reasons why um, sexuality is an issue in hip hop and not any other genres of music, because hip hop is for the most part uh, a a tough man or tough woman um, genre of music. Most of the modern day hip hop music now portrays, and you gotta realize that people are still utilizing gangster rap as the template behind music, even though that's not the truth. So when when you have gangster rappers who are pretending to be um, or saying that they are gangster and they'll kill this and get killed that what what happens is people have the mindset that even though you are gay you can't be gangster so um oh my god that's the more i think about it <laughs> so you know it denotes a sense of um it's like an um a contradiction i guess to some people who um think about the gay rappers or people who are undercover rappers still because there's still a lot of rappers who haven't come out the closet i promise you that um and i think it just confuses people you know if you ever guys ever watch ricky bobby right and he's he was constantly confused i think that that's what really plays a part in hip-hop and the genre and why people really have an issue with it uh because as a male artist if you are saying you are this you are that as men we tend to say you know you know Blase, blase, you gay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not threatened by someone who's gay. Even though this person is still a male or female, you know, he's still a man. He's still, she's still a woman. You know what I mean? And, and I'm pretty sure they can, they can still murder. They can still kill. Okay? There's nothing that stops a person from being gay or straight from pulling a trigger. But I think that is the, the play on why it's such an issue in the, um, the hip-hop arena. Okay? Uh... Let's see. Lee White says, where should we send it to? Lee White, we're going to type it right here in the um, in the chat real quick for you. I hope I can spell it right. At gmail.com. All right. Uh, Sky High Beats, I appreciate it. I'm glad I can help you. Lee White says, not a lot of black opera or lullaby music is out. 
I, I, you know what, Lee? I would, I would, I would, I would, ugh, I would disagree with you on that. Uh, I'd say uh, not a lot of black opera or lullaby music is known about. And I would say a lot of that is based on promotion, marketing. Remember, that's, that's what all this is about, guys, in the music business. And I'm going to give it to you raw and exact. I, I've seen so many. Matter of fact, again, YouTube is the foremost way that you guys can get all of the marketing and promotion that you want ever. Okay? Literally, guys, because you got to realize, and what most people don't realize is YouTube is a search engine first. Okay, guys? It's a search engine. So until you start using YouTube as a search engine, those same people who are doing black opera and lullaby music won't get the publicity that the hip hop arena will get because they're not utilizing the search engine called YouTube or they're not marketing or promoting the proper way. So I would tend to agree with you, even though I would, I, I mean, I'll disagree with you, even though I do agree with you at the same time. And I know it's a little confusing for me to say that, but it is what it is. All right. So I think that's why. Uh, Band Major Beats says, how much to split royalties with producers on DistroKid? Now, Band Major Beats, let me let me say this to you, okay? If it, it really depends on how much of the artistic and creative work the producer has done. If you're looking at it from the standpoint of a songwriter, then it's going to be a 50-50 split because even though um, people don't think that producers are songwriting, there is a songwriting process involved, which is the production. And you have the music and you have the songs, which make up 100% of the the final product. So if you're looking at it from a songwriter standpoint or, or point of view, it should be 50-50. If you're just talking about two producers making a track, it will be based on one producer's um, involvement versus the other. And and I think um, you guys should be able to sit down and figure out who did most of the track and or most of the uh, tracking out. Um, excuse me, not tracking out. Most of the production in the track. Or, and, and, and I'm saying this from the standpoint of you guys just keeping the creativity juice realistic in other words if certain elements one producer did doesn't match up with the track then both of you should you know come to an agreement that identifies that so that way the splits are um both accepted or accepted by both parties okay i hope that hope that makes sense to you all right uh let's see dj school what's going on brother peace and blessings Alright guys, this will end episode number four. I think this is yeah, episode number four. We have done four episodes. Well, not really four. I would say three because I don't look at the intro or the trailer as <laughs> an actual episode while others do. So, I, you know, I gotta say four. Okay, so we've done episode four and this is the end of episode four um and if you guys were on youtube listening then of course you got a chance to hear it live and um you got probably heard a little bit more than this particular podcast is going to provide um but 
I enjoyed you guys. I enjoyed the questions. I enjoyed the interacting with you guys. I enjoyed the feedback more than anything, guys. I really appreciate you guys. And as you can see by listening to this podcast, right, for those who are at the live, there is no echo. <laughs> there is no feedback. There is nothing. So I don't know what that is about. Uh, obviously, there is a bug in the YouTube encoder that you guys got feedback. But again, if you're new to this particular podcast, the Music Millionaires Podcast and Radio Show, Thank you for tuning in and listening. And always remember, guys, that you are in control of music. You are in control of people's uh, energy. You are in control of people's moods. You help people get through the day with your music. And that says so much. And it's a part of why I always close my show the way I do, which is music is life. We out.